rifling through those long boxes and bagging those books. Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. This is the Cosmic Force Podcast, a Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Tyler Reganti, Emma Park, Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob Bosch. Tonight on the Cosmic Force, we are joined by a special guest co- star to talk about the artist, Jan Dersma. Welcome to Leaner, Meaner, episode 27 of the Cosmic Force. I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Lamnack, filling in for both Tyler and Emma, but thankfully we still have the man with the plans, Jacob Bosch. Jacob, how are you doing today? Uh, I mean, I'm alive. I don't, I don't know about plan. I, dude, I just show up. I have the nice computer. That, that's really all I'm here for. So, um, But no, it's it's good. We're going to talk about some great, uh, a, a legend, a, a, a pillar of the Star Wars comics community. Uh, well, and then also we have a pillar of the Utini community with us, and that is Jared Mays. Hey, what's up, y'all? Are you, are you telling me that, like, I didn't have to assassinate uh, Emma and Tyler in, like, a, you know, Sith duel to the death, only the strong can survive thing in order to be on I the mean, show? I, I, that I wasn't have what not had to happen? Se- I have not seen them alive today, so to be fair, I mean... We'll see. I did have to argue with Freddie quite vehemently over who got the guest spot. We went back and forth and back and forth. I saw you're here with us in the chat. What's up, Freddie? But uh, I'm glad I won. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> i to do some rock, paper, scissors here. So uh, <laughs> if you're joining us for the very first time, welcome. We are a Star Wars comic podcast that broadcasts live right here on YouTube.com slash Utini every Wednesday night. If you can't join us live, that is A-OK. We are available from all your favorite podcast streaming platforms. We are also a part of the Utini Podcast Network of nearly a dozen shows and a Discord channel of over a thousand members at utini.com slash discord. If you like what you see and want to say thanks, then head over to our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash utini, where for as little as $5 a month, you can get exclusive access to the entire utini podcast network of shows, as well as exclusive merch and community involvement. We are happy to announce that the podcast feed is now up to date. So for our audio listeners, you can check out that at their leisure. Huge thanks to you, to our very own Timothy, for that assistance there. So without that, let's get on to the main show. And it looks like my video has died. It's very frozen, yes. <laughs> but it was a beautiful smile that it froze on. That yeah, uh, there uh, was you, worse. Um, you honestly got very lucky where, where it chose to froze, but <laughs> freeze. Uh, but, you know, it's fine. That that is the the uh, the joys of live uh, production. So you know what we'll we'll go from there while Caleb is getting uh, unfrozen into our weekly poll list. We got a few a uh, few nice comics coming out this week. We have the High Republic number ten, Out of Balance, Out of Time, written by Kevin Scott with pencils by uh, George Genty, uh, covered by Phil Noto. The inker is Carl Story. The colorist is Carlos Lopez, and the letter is Travis Lanham. Uh, and we have Star Wars Adventures number 11, written by Kevin Scott and Anne Toole. Pencil is by Manuel uh, Bracci and Nick Brokenshire. And then the cover is by Francesco Francavilla. And then we have Ghost of Vader's Castle number uh, 5, uh, The Evil End. That's by Kevin Scott, with uh, the pencils and the cover... Uh, by Francesco Francavilla, and the letter is Sean Lee. If you'd like to pick up those for yourself, you can uh, head on over to the YouTube description and uh, pick up your own copy from Comixology. Uh, so a lot, a lot of fun issues. I have only read The High Republic number 10, but that was pretty, pretty good, oh, if I do man. say so myself. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> whoa, what an issue. I yeah. mean, a little bit of an understatement, but yeah. If you're not caught up with everything else that's kind of going around, um, there's a lot going on in that sort of thing. But I think this will pay dividends, you know, for years down and what's happening in the area. Plus, we got to see, you know, you know, like some new characters are introduced. I feel like that's, you know, at least in comic form. I feel like that's with every single issue so far. But it's it's like it's really kicking into high gear and I don't see them stepping on the brakes anytime soon. You guys do spoilers, right? I can spoil it? All right. So, uh, could you believe it? I won't do that. All right. Everybody, yeah. you've got time to get caught up. I won't spoil it. But I did see some online discourse about this, and you know, I don't always get to the canon. I'm a Legends guy. I don't always get to the canon comics, like, day of. Sometimes it's, like, three days later. Sometimes it's three weeks later. 
you know, sometimes it's three months. I'm really behind on the Ghosts of Vader's Castle, but there's a lot of Vader's Castle comics. There's there are many Vader's castles. Yes. I don't remember which <laughs> castle I'm in, but I think it's Vader's. Um, Ghosts is the one that just came out. Uh, there was Tales from and right. Shadows of, okay. I believe. I think yeah. are the other two. Don't ask me which order they come out. I'm behind in. on um, those, but with with the High Republic, you know, I saw some people lighten up about it. They're like, "Could you believe this thing?" And I was like, "I don't know." So I'm gonna read it, and I did, and I did not regret it. Absolutely. So no, it's um, it's an exciting time, yo. Uh, we got a couple more issues that we'll talk about next week, but let's move on a little bit to what we're loving. So we're going to be mixing up the kind of art of the week here. I think we decide we're going to, if we have a guest star, we're going to do a little bit of hazing and make them uh, submit an art of the week and just kind of focus on that. So Jared, what did you pick for us? All right. I am thrilled that I get a spotlight to talk about this because I have never talked about this issue on the entire history of Legends Look Back, this is, without a doubt, one of my very favorite comics covers of all time. This is the cover to Star Wars number 44 with art by, you guessed it, Jan Dersma and Doug McKaig. So there's actually you know two cover artists here. We're going to give the credit to Dersma, at least for tonight, because this is the, the Dersma spotlight. This might be the very first Star Wars comic I ever bought. I don't know for sure. I remember being at a grocery store in my small town in Oklahoma. I always checked the books aisle because, like, you never know. Sometimes there'd be a new Jedi Order book, and I'd, I'd get it. Wouldn't read it till you know, 20 years later, but I got it. This particular fateful day, they had Star Wars comics at my grocery store, and I got this bad boy. It has Quinlan Voss and Ayla Sakura looking ready for action. Got the green and blue sabers. What I didn't notice until I was looking over this thing is there's like, what, Weechway heads two Nikita. in the background? Nikita. I think they're Nikito. Yeah. yeah. What'd you call him? Nikto? Nikito. 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 <laughs> yeah, okay. So there's heads, and yep, they kind of yeah. scared me as I was like inspecting this so I could talk about it. In classic Dursma style, you've got some flowing robes, flowing hair, the lightsabers are popping. Yeah, let me know in the Discord, you know, as you look at this art, is this is this the greatest Star Wars comic cover ever? Because I think it might be. It might just be. But it, there's a Legends pick for you. It's certainly, like, dynamic. And there's a lot of, like, really, you know, good... Yes, I was about to say, if you hadn't pointed out the heads there, I probably wouldn't have. And these are, like, <laughs> two of her most famous, um, like, creations, right? For, like, for more, more appropriate terms. Or, yeah, or I guess her origin, original characters or characters it, she helped co-create. with John yeah. Ostrander, right. And uh, this is but, the Star Wars uh, series that eventually they just renamed into Star, Star Wars Republic, and but kept a numbering going on. Yeah, it's in That's perfect confusing. Star Wars style, very confusing. And it, don't think about it too hard or you'll, your brain will break. Just like uh, Quinlan Voss's light side, because, you know, he goes back and forth, light and dark, light and dark, and he keeps you on your toes. And, whew, but they actually... This image, this art is repurposed in all kinds of Legends art. It's repurposed in, like, trade paperback covers, omnibus covers. They'll take the images of the two characters and put it on different backgrounds. <laughs> so mm -hmm. just, like, play pin the tail on the donkey with what you can stick this thing on. Just, like, we need a cover, stick that uh, Dursima, you know, uh, Ayla Secura and Quinlan Voss art on there. That'll do. And what you got, Caleb? Absolutely. Well, this one is from our community spotlight. This one, week's winner, is... Moonflyer slash Dave, his community art was from Target Vader, number 44. A large splash, splash page. Almost could have been a uh, uh, a uh, comic cover. It looks like they have the exact same background from our last uh, you know, bit of art here with the you know, gray and dusty uh, background. But this one was from Target Vader. Uh, this was just a really fun splash page of you know, the titular character Vader, just staring down, lightsaber ignited, just a really classic sort of power pose here. So it's gorgeous. Uh, as, as weird as it sounds, we're not done with Vader yet, and we cannot wait to see even more Vader artwork down the line. So hit us up on our Discord. Uh, the art was from this one was from Nick Klein and colors by Federico Blee. So uh, with that out of the way, and you know, kind of our art, what's everyone been reading? It says here that Jacob, you have some uh, acquisitions to share with us. Yeah, Ooh, you know, in in, love it. in honor of our, our Legends Look Back uh, buddy over here, and <laughs> my, honestly, my favorite Utini thing ever, which is Thraken's Thrift Store. Is that what is that what you're calling again? You or? got it right. Yeah, yeah. We All thought right, about yeah. changing it, but then we didn't. I want to yeah. get like some really good flashy like clip art that dances like Clippy, the Microsoft <laughs> Word helper. 
um, you know, of th- like Thrak and Sal Solo himself with like a Santa mm. sack. We're working on it. It's not there yet. Okay. Work in progress. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, you know, at my comic book store It's uh, today. It's a Wednesday, uh, as you do. So I get my High Republic number 10. Uh, and while I was there, you know, I was just like kind of perused the Star Wars section um, just to see because, uh, you know, you never know. And, you know, it was very worth it for me to head over there today because I got something pretty cool. And that is, I got the first five issues of Charles uh, Soule's Darth Vader, oh, all nice. first printings, for $10. No way. Wow. The first the first five issues for $10, which I'm like, all right, I mean, like, I can't turn that down. Like, what? Like, yeah, no. Uh, so, yeah, that was definitely worth my time. Um, that run has and, been hard yeah. to find in the aftermarket. It, yeah, I mean, I definitely wasn't, I was not collecting, nor was I really reading comics back then, or Star Wars comics back then. Um, and I'm not going to be someone that's really chasing after the whole run or anything like that. I mean, it's very good, but it's not like one I need to have in my collection. But when, when you see the first five issues for $10, I mean, you, you kind of just have to do it. So exactly. that up. We, we spent an entire episode last time talking about comic collecting. So got to <laughs> fill those uh, long boys up, right? Yeah. 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 Did you call it long boys? Is long that boys, t- long Long boxes? boxes. Long boys. I like long boys. Let's go with long boys. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got, was it Hot Dog, Boba Fett? We got long boys. That's right. <laughs> All right. And just, you know, I started reading something a little bit apropos. I figured it might be a little fun. I started reading the uh, canon novel Dark Disciple featuring Quinlan mm. Voss and, uh, a, and not Ala Skura, but, um, uh, Asajj Ventress. Asajj Ventress. They both Which... start with A, so I was like having that moment. I was like, We'll talk, we'll talk about her I a little later. I see her. I see her right here. But yeah, I decided, you know, let's see how another, you know, calf writer takes charge of Quinlan Voss. And it's, I'm maybe about a third of the way through. It's going a l- really well. I enjoyed a lot. So now that we are uh, in the main part of the show, let's talk about the lady of tonight. It's Jan Dersma. She's, you know, for lack of a better term, probably the most iconic Legends artist that we have. So... Uh, we just want to take some time to really deep dive into her history, what she's done for the media, and you know, what how she's like really influenced a lot. So, Jared, you probably know more about her than anyone else here on the show. So, why don't you talk a little bit about her history here, where she started, you know, what were her highlight years? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I probably bought that issue in that grocery store in like 2004. Yeah, I'm trying to think about the timeline. If that does that add up? I think so. I mean, it could have been an 02 or 03. I mean, I've been reading uh, Dursima and Ostrander Star Wars comics for like half my life. Uh, and I had no idea until we were doing research for this show just how ingrained she is with Star Wars comics in a broader sense as well. I had no idea. In fact, Jan Dursima first worked on the Star Wars 1977 run, what uh, Freddie and I on Legends Look Back call the, the old school Marvel run, right? Um she actually penciled issue number 92 all the way back in 1985. Did you guys know this before uh, researching for this episode? Not before no. research, you know. I managed to find the uh, copy online and read through it a few times. And, like, it feels like you can definitely tell there's some Jan Dersma here, but it's not like her style ch- did definitely change, you know, into, like, 20 years in between the, her uh, her stints there. Well, comics- I mean, it's very much a... Go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's a very much a product of the era, it's, it, it, you know. She she has evolved along with with comic books in the you know past forty years now. So right, yeah, I was gonna this, say comics, this is what all comics has changed then. tremendously uh, from the you know, the nineties into the early mid two thousands. You know, especially what was this eighty five? Man, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, for our audio listeners, we do have a picture of some of this. I'll tell you this much: there is no better looking hair in that entire nineties Marvel run. I mean, Dursma could do some amazing hair. You ever try to draw hair? It's hard. She's good at it. All right, so there's my review. Good at hair. There's more to come. <laughs> I'm also going to say later, good at jumping. Just wait mm. for it. So this is a post-Return of the Jedi issue uh, with a self-contained story, so it works well to bring in a guest artist, which is always fun. Cool to see how an artist will take off from there. She is, of course, most famous for her work in Star Wars Republic from 2000 to 2006, which, of course, we've already said was first Star Wars, and then it was Republic and so the story of Quinlan Voss and Ayla Secura in particular carries over from one series into the next. Don't get too caught up on the names. Marvel Limited and Comicsology makes it quite clear. You get to the end of one, and, you know, it's fairly easy to find. I'm not going to, like, give you any guarantees, but you can do it. I believe in you. Um, and this <laughs> has some really dark and moody 
plot twists, uh, really great characterization along the way. Absolutely one of my very favorite Star Wars comics ever, ever made. Um, really goes in depth so many different story arcs with both uh, Quinlan Voss and Ala Sakura, and, and there'll be a story arc with them, and then it'll go to a story arc with like Anakin and Obi-Wan, and then back to them, and then Asajj Ventress for a little while, so you, you don't just get stuck in the same story with the same characters, and just when you're like, I wonder what happened to them, boom, they're back. It's excellent. Most famous for that particular run, 2000 to 2006, um, this Clone Wars era series. She also worked on the Legacy comics, which... I think are actually definitely my very favorite Star Wars comics, but there's like quite a bit of baggage. You got to know some Legends history to really get the payoff on this thing. You know, this has got Darth Crate and Darth Talon and Cade Skywalker. Oh my goodness! I've actually got some action figures from this thing. You mean to pull them out? Uh, maybe later. In a bit. In <laughs> I was about to say after the ad break, but we already did it. So yeah, it's too late. Okay. Um, this was set 125 years into the future after Return of the Jedi. Or is it 120 years after the original trilogy? 120, 100 years after the books that were being written, the legacy books. Anyway, don't check my math. Um, it's like 100 years. Legacy, legacy was like 45 ABY or something like that. So okay, sounds right. I'm not the timeline know. guy. That's Trevor. Yeah, no. <laughs> I said it wasn't. It wasn't like it was like a couple of generations later. So, but not like yes. grandparents, but like at least like great great grandparents. Right. It's like the High Republic, but on the other end. Uh, yeah. After the films, do we? Does Legacy have an like a Marvel omnibus like uh, Kotor got or the Old Republic got recently? Not you know uh, not one big hardcover with all of them in it though. Okay. Like it's gonna come right if it if it, if it happens. That's probably like there. You know, as, as much as we love Legends comics, uh, even though I have not read very many of them, that would be like one that I'd probably pick up. Ooh, I'm drooling just thinking about it. Oh my goodness! I there's it's been collected in quite a few different formats. I've got them mm -hmm. all in like uh, Comicsology Kindle. It's ten graphic novels, I believe. It's like ten separate trade paperbacks. Are they trade paperbacks uh, like, if you collect them digitally? Uh, yeah, kind of, tra trade digital backs. I don't know. Uh, there, I mean, there's like fifty issues in the main the main part of it. So th right. that's you know basically the same as the Old Republic. Yeah, and so. Mike says that Legacy has three epic collections, with the fourth coming out next year. There you go. So I leave it to Mike, as always, to save the day. Appreciate that. <laughs> this was published from 2006 to 2011. And then finally, also worked... Uh, notice how many huge series she worked on for years and years and years. So, you know, basically worked with the Dark Horse flagship Marvel comics the entirety, of, mm -hmm. nearly the entirety of their run. So worked on uh, the Dawn of the Jedi series. Caleb, I heard you were reading this recently. Uh, uh, I kind of... This week's show you know, skipped through it like i was reading it i was going for the artwork mainly so it, okay. it is it's interesting cast speed reading a thing because it can still get so much like plot and context just through the uh the body language and how they map and like put things the characters on the panel so like even if you're like reading every like third word you can still really get the idea of it i kind of want to go back and read this but i think i might can't put it on the back burner because i think um, well, let's just go ahead and bury the lead here. I think I would like to read the Republic eras, like that that early 2000s era comic first. I yeah. read some of those. I'm like, and you're right. There's a lot of, like, dark things going on here. And, like, you know, yeah. slavery, like, a lot of death. Like, there's, it was a really deep sort of comic series. And I really want to, like, read a lot more into that and see about what was uh, happening here. But the Donna de Jedi was definitely a very interesting thing. Like how she went in the future with the, uh, you know, Legacy series. They went way into the past. I mean, there's not even Jedi. It's what, Jedi or something? Yeah, Jedi, yeah. right? <laughs> there's an apostrophe Jedi. in there. Yeah, in classic Legends style, you gotta throw some apostrophes in there, man. Um, it, it's it's great. It is weird. Uh, it's it unfinished. They never got to complete the Dawn of the Jedi initiative. Big, massive multimedia storytelling initiative. There's a book. Only one book. There was supposed to be more, if I've got my facts straight. The comics, they did some, but... There's you know, like three kind of arcs, sort right. of. Yeah, there's like all like... Cause I actually have one behind me. Because they're all Ooh, like just like five, or, five, five, five or six... Yeah. Uh, this is uh, was it Prisoner of Bogan issue one? So there's like yeah, like three or four. So there were three arcs. Like, so that was the issue. That's arc number two, issue one. But they're and not like it's not it's not like one series. It's all like different like imprints or whatever. Mm -hmm. We even covered a recent Dawn of the Jedi short story on an episode of Ooh. Legends Look Back from that Star Wars Insider Fiction Collection Volume One. 
So, you know, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It even has an audiobook. Yeah, there's a lot to cover there. It's different. It's bizarre. It's Legacy is set way out in the future. This is set way in the past. So yeah, specifically, it's, what, 1,000 years, 10,000 years after? It's 30, no, it's, it's 30,000. 30,000 years yeah, dude. before <laughs> before the films. The cool thing is like their lightsabers are attached to backpacks. They're proto-sabers because, like, got to have a battery. So they lug them on their backs. Like, some of the time, I think, eventually it develops in that series. Yeah, like, you have to, like, channel your force through to actually power it, you know. Yeah. I think think it's so cool that um, both her and Ostrander came together and basically bookended the Legends timeline. Like, you have 30,000 BBY, and I looked it up. It's, like, 100, uh, I think, 137. Uh, yeah, 100, 130, 137 or whatever for, for Legacy. Oh, so. I love that. love some good bookending, some parallelism. And, uh, yeah, I would I would say for me personally, I would put Legacy and then Republic and then Dawn of the Jedi out of the three main flagship series she's done. Had to read that uh, Marvel 77 number 92, see where that fits in among all of it. <laughs> I've got a feeling it's at the bottom, but, you know, that's just me. That's just <laughs> it, me. It was, it was definitely fit in with that run perfectly. Great. What a wonderful, positive way to say it. Um, now, we've talked about uh, the three major contributions. We, of course, have to give a shout-out as we're talking about her art style in this comic's art spotlight. Also to the storyteller, John Ostrander, her partner in crime on almost all of these. Um, this, of course, isn't totally comprehensive on everything about Dursma. She worked on, like, the original um, Darth Maul Dark Horse series, mm-hmm. I think was her first Dark Horse comic. Some great art for that as well. Uh, but these are the three major contributions. Also have to give a shout out to John Ostrander, a force to be reckoned with in the Legends storytelling world. Uh, I gave my ranking, so about you guys, you have her favorite works uh, out of all the best series that she's done out of what you've uh, scoped out so far? Um, I... Huge grain of salt. I haven't read all of these. Um, <laughs> I do liked. I liked what they were doing with the Republic, with Star Wars Republic, a lot more. I, you know, Donna DeJay was definitely very interesting. I read a couple issues of uh, Legacy. It did seem a little like two thousand edgy, sort of like oh, they were yeah, trying yeah, very yeah. hard right. to be cool, and that's with a K O L L. Mm, yeah, you mean cool. Cade Skywalker doing drugs? He's a spice <laughs> addict. <laughs> Want to buy some death sticks? Why, yes, I do. He does Sign not me want up to for go that. and rethink his life. Yeah, that's right. He's happy the way it is. <laughs> Old Goke, ghost Luke Skywalker can just leave me alone. Let me have my <laughs> drugs, and I don't want any part in this huge force war. But, oh, man, we've got some some good stories. I might just like leave the show right now and go read those comics. <laughs> I love them so much. All right. Like, now, all right, what's it's... amazing is is she's come back. Wait, did you want to weigh in on this one, Jacob? Sorry. No, I was going to make a joke. No, we can we can go on. <laughs> we <laughs> have no also, time for jokes here. Also done right. a few recent uh, modern canon comics covers. I have one uh, variant edition of High Republic number four. I had to sort through my massive oh. stack of uh, you know like. 30 <laughs> Star Wars High Republic variant covers I've got over there. That uh, variant cover collecting craze really uh, really had me going there for a while. And so uh, look how swoopy this is. So swoopy. The jumping. Like jumping there, yeah. The yeah, lightsabers the are so... And the hair. So dynamic. The hair! It's just floating. And she's on like a Dringear tentacle that's severed. Oh, man. I love this. Has also done, what else? I- issues 3, 4, 11, and uh, Life Day special. What the heck is this? What is the Life Day special? It, is that even out yet? No, it's not out yet. There, it's a it has a few writers on it. It's gonna be like a I think like an anthology issue. It has like Kevin Scott. Um, oh shoot, who was the person that wrote the uh, was or was supposed to write um, the Rise of Skywalker comic adaptation? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll look it up in a second. But yeah, um, it's, I think Justina Ireland's on there. Um, so there, yeah, a bunch of like different authors. I think telling like short stories in an anthology type uh, type manner, and she got a pretty cool cover with Leia. Although I have seen people call it the milk mustache Leia cover oh, uh, because no. of how it's lit, and I can never unsee that now. Mm. Oh, Jody Hauser, my, Mike's got my back. There we go. Uh, yeah, was, thanks was the to author Mike for saying. Of. She's also doing a variant cover for issue eleven as well. He calls it the creepy Lorna cover. So I have to check that out. Uh, that Life Day cover yeah. is odd in the sense that i would associate dursma's style with very dynamic 
very mm-hmm. action packed. And so mm-hmm. very rarely is there a static character. Leia's not jumping. Leia's not jumping. That's the problem. It's not the milk mustache. It's that she's not jumping. <laughs> oh, Caleb, oh, uh, let's talk more about her style. I Absolutely. talked about the jumping. I talked yeah. about the uh, the hair. Yeah, that's really all there is to it. That's the end of the segment. <laughs> let's talk around a little bit. Let's get some more detail into her. Like, her style, like, definitely, like, it's not something that you would immediately see. You could see, like, a couple panels and think, like, oh, she's just, like, a normally good artist. But when you start reading a lot more books, you start seeing, like, a lot more of her, like, skills come through. So let's talk a little bit about, I got some bullet points here, like, like, as you talked about hair and jumping, like, these are very fun sort of things. But she also does a really good job of, like, characterization here. Like, you know, um, we got some good, you know, parts here of, like, um, you know, like, the artwork we have on screen shows. I think this was, like, a deranged, like, half-mad force user. And he's trying to take another young apprentice in underneath him. So he's got some really nice, like, you know, like, matted, dreadlocked hair. You know, angry-looking beard. Holding up skulls. Like, these are, like, really great sort of, like things and i feel like they have some really like her characters are the sort of things that really jump to life so you can take one look at them and really get a good idea about who they are and that's just like really really consistently good you know character design absolutely speaking of character design i feel like we you know we talked about you know she's most known for like darth talent or co-creating darth talent quinlan boss ayla sakura and of course, we have the fantastic Ayla Secura story where, like, George saw her on a comic cover and he's like, I want her to be in my movie now. Put her in the um, movies. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, you want to put her in uh, Attack of the Clones? <laughs> uh, but uh, another character, she, uh, this, you know, this is the right here, this uh, panel. I think we actually talked about it yesterday, uh, or not yesterday, last week or the week before. Mm, yeah. Um, was she. Yeah, uh, it's it all it all just comes and goes. Uh, she this is the first appearance of Asajj Ventress anywhere as before the Tardikovsky Clone Wars series, and this was Jan Dursma's art on the uh, Mace Wis- Mace Windu comic uh, back in the day. No so hair, iconic character, but flowing robes, mm-hmm. lightsabers are swooshing. Looks She's like kind of jumping there in the bottom. Yeah, right. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I'm not sure I knew that. Uh, crazy i mean how many how many things she's worked on over the years yeah, obviously you got the bookends but also the clone wars stuff so of course you know asajj just fits into that just never clicked for me mentally that's fantastic yeah i was gonna say the lightsabers pop in her style um you talked about the characters talk about the body language capes also good at capes we said robes let's not forget <laughs> capes great at capes mm-hmm. see as is evident in this image we've got uh what uh count dooku's capes Looking good, looking good. Uh, next to, would you call that a, a cape or a skirt for it's Ventress? Like a, it's like a, a tunic. Almost? I don't know. I think I, like what tunic even, what would even be is okay a tunic? sort of thing, but I think skirt would be the most appropriate sort of word it's, for it's it. A, it's a battle skirt. Mm, yeah, it's a tactical yeah. skirt. Tactical skirt. skirt. Trademark. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and she's, yeah, I mean. It's yeah, definitely very nice with like how how like you like you see the 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 motion like transferred through through the fabric and how that flows. I don't know. You know, and I, comic I, com- I don't describe what art well. I said comic panels are supposed to be like having a. There's nothing worse than just seeing a bunch of static uh, comic panels, which are just you could just think of them as like pictures. Comics do a great job of describing and showing motion. So you know, when a panel shows like a really great progression or like a movement from one spot to another spot and you can see how the characters are moving and just you can uh, picture in your mind's eye how they got there and where they're going to go from that so like dursima's art makes that a very like seamless process of action to like where you're seeing them right now to the follow-through so like her body language is really strong like we have an image up here for darth maul run and boy like i've seen darth maul angry but he looks really really angry in this this shot right here like you can tell that like none of these bar patrons are going to get out of this al- in one piece and i mean these that literally tattoos look angry yeah they're gonna have to come out of there with spider legs or something because <laughs> something's getting chopped to pieces for sure yeah what's amazing is i've described her as really a dynamic action-packed artist right everything's on the move everything's jumping everything's larger than life but i Already we've looked at a few static images where Dooku is and Ventress are standing, or here Maul is just standing. But when they stand, it really 
you know, stands apart because there is so much jumping and swooshing and flowing. When they stand, it's it's like, whoa, they're just static. But it, it makes you, like, take a step back because you expect them to be moving. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, it's, it's almost like the, the way she's able to make him so intimidating in, in this panel is just very striking. And I actually have a, another one after that. Yeah, uh, yeah. What a, another great. Uh, this thing, you know, it's a mini. It's a mini series. Uh, I think it was like Darth Maul, like two thousand and two or like two thousand. I've got so the it's obviously not gonna, it. Oh yeah, here yeah. We go. That's from the fourth issue of that of that book. Um, it's like I was like going through Marvel Unlimited. I was like, I recognize that cover. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, uh, and yeah, I'm sure that, that art inside the flap is definitely uh, from Dursma from that run, uh, I would believe. Um, but yeah, yeah it just, it doesn't get as much hype because, you know, when you compare it to Legacy and Republic and Dawn of the Jedi, a little like small Darth Maul miniseries isn't going to be talked as much. But yeah, she's, Dursma's definitely had her, her hands all, all over uh, the Legends comics era. Exactly. Plus, this was, you know, right after they killed Darth Maul and we thought he wasn't coming back. So, you know, little yeah, did so it's we like, know. hey, let's throw him a comic series. Also, we just, can do. Just, a, just a little minor thing. We also get an art chalk one for ugly Palpatine, you know, hiding in the corner there. He does have not make on, him though. less ugly. Not, less, <laughs> less, not the ugliest Palpatine, though. So, you know, I'll have to dock a few points for that. <laughs> yeah, and, but then again, nice he was cloak. a lot younger here. A nice clothed Palpatine. Yeah, you can't draw flowing robes if he's not wearing flowing robes. So he's got to have his robes on and some mm-hmm, Dursma That's art. true. There we go. Absolutely. Yeah, I out of his, you know, Maul, I forget that she did Maul so well. I'm loving these images of Maul. I mean, his robes have never looked better. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys have a favorite uh, character that she's designed? Like, for I, I'm going to go for the obvious one here. It's Quinlan Voss. I mean, the moment you look at Quinlan Voss, you take, like, one look at his character design, it is, like, his hair, his tattoo, his, like, his just overall build. You're like, aha, this, this is a Jedi who... Uh, who uh, who's up there with uh, Mace Windu? Like he's he's the sort of guy who says who says swear words, you know? Like he's a fun <laughs> Jedi. He's like your quintessential gray Jedi of the Legends time period, if you want to go with that, in the sense that he flirts the line between light and dark. Now I'm gonna quibble with your answer there, Caleb. Obviously, right. she designs him well. Uh, as an would you qualify Quinlan Voss as an original character of Dursma? I don't, I haven't done that much research, so I can't I, really I say. Think... Now, I do feel like I, when I was going through, like, some of her uh, legacy work, I felt that she has a couple of characters that look an awful lot like him. So she kept drawing, like, that yeah. same character type for a while. Sure, right. Uh, very muscular. I think he actually gets, like, a frame in The Phantom Menace. He's, a, like, a bar patron. Oh uh, no, he's in. Uh, yeah, he's uh, on Tatooine. Yeah. Like, uh, where, uh, whatever the, the, the hut where, um... Uh, the little shack where like Jar-, uh, Jar Jar gets in trouble for eating the little uh, thing. It's like whoopee whoopee, whatever. You know, y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Whoopee whoopee for sure. But yeah. Oh uh, crap! I, I you're th- right. I see him. Yeah. I, I just did a Google search, and yep, dirt. Sure enough. But apparently, like, it's a re- according to of, Wikipedia, it's a retcon. But you know, whatever. In terms of developing the character, Dursma puts in the legwork. Obviously, he's incorporated in the Clone Wars with the Jamaican accent, man. And uh, isn't that right? Something goofy. It's <laughs> it's it's a know, it's, like Clone Wars is a, a little goofy all over, but it's also you know just a little. But then Dark Disciple kind of comes back to oh boy the the Dark Horse characterization, so it all works out in the wash. But yeah, technically not a Dursma original ish, right? Okay. Now, how about you, Jacob? Who's your favorite Dursma character? Uh, well, so I, I, I'm a confession. I've basically read almost none of these comics. Uh, so, but I, from a character design standpoint, uh, this is also technically not a janitor character, but she designs them how most people, uh, are familiar with them. And I'm going to go with, uh, uh, where is he? Oh, too far. Nope. Other direction. Uh, Darth Crate. Here he almost, nope. There he is uh, in the background. Yeah. Whatever. It, it counts. That was my answer. Um, so yeah, I haven't read any, all of these, but, uh, you know, Corey famously read the last book of Legacy <laughs> of the Force, uh, as his first Star Wars book. I did not do that, but I did something all, well, not quite as bad, but still pretty bad, which was I read the whole Legacy of the Force series in order, but I had never read like Knights or New Jedi Order yeah. or anything else before that. So like all this crap is going way over my head, but I read the series. I liked it. I'm like, well, then 
what happens next. So I did what any other like high school, middle school kid would do, and I spent like hours upon hours on Wikipedia. Oh no, not a good and, way to get the story. It, no, but I, I it gave me a good appreciation for where things went, and it was it's like you know. I'm someone that likes to see everything through, so of course I'm gonna like see what happens at the end of the timeline, and that's you know you end up with legacy comics that way, which is again also confusing for me because it you know it's like oh is that like legacy of the force and no no it's not even close <laughs> they're they're two very different things just There's because a Skywalker it's, on both of them just but because it's a legacy doesn't mean it's that legacy it's a different legacy no, but no hey. it's a very cool character design and also shout out to my boy Quart um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's Quart's grandpa yeah. I guess Court could be Darth Crate's grandpa. Yeah, Court's Court is his great 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 grandfather. What's interesting is Crate actually has a really well intertwined backstory throughout like all of Legends comics history. It's absurd. We've got a guide to Darth Crate on the site uh, that I wrote like a year or two ago. Um, the reading collection on Darth Crate, and so he comes from you know like this background character, kind of like ancillary character in the the Republic series that mm-hmm. uh, Dursma and Ostrander worked on as well. And they like found a way to retcon him in as the villain of this series. I won't spoil anything there, but maybe one of the best crafted Legends characters for my money. So, very different design than like the twi- the shirtless Twi'leks, you know, that we have. I, I was about the- to say, you know, like a lot of people, I think like population-wise, like most people's favorite would be Darth Talon for very obvious reasons. And, you know, as I was saying, like, it seems like she also, she, like, Darth Talon's just, like, she'd like drawing Ayla Sakura, Sakura, so, like, I'll just do this again. Not to, like, knock her, like, you know, it's it's a tried and true character design of, right. like, the, yeah. the Twilight with the two lightsabers, so, you know, there are, but she definitely, um, you know, I think that was, like, you know, probably her most popular one, because you can still find action figures of that, some of these characters, like, around, right? You can find action figures of anyone, so I don't know if that's really... They're tough. <laughs> I've tried to find, like, they, they made, like, a Sith collection pack around 2010, 2011 that had, like, a couple of the KOTOR characters, like Darth Nihilus, mm. and uh, I think Darth Crate is in that pack, and I remember it being at my local, like, uh, like nerdy store in my hometown, and, you know, the college where both Rick and I went, and I remember, like, looking at this, this thing for hundreds of hours and never buying it, and mm. now regretting it, because it sells for, like... <laughs> way over msrp they're, they're hard to get these days but uh one of my big legends collecting regrets it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it's fine but it's, it's fine um absolutely love the way that she does darth crate well it does tie into legacy it does tie into the legacy of the force books it was they were written concurrently so it was supposed to mm. you don't have to read fate of the jedi to get the legacy comics you just need to have read legacy of the force Mm-hmm. Uh, so, which is why it's called Legacy, but yeah, it does it does get confusing. Let's be honest. I think my pick would be, you know, maybe Darth Maul. The way she draws Maul, his robes, and he's so intimidating. Do you love the way though that he draws uh, he draws Obi Wan there. Obi Wan looks kind of got a, like a mean streak in him. The image that you yeah. had up there for a little while, but gotta love her Maul. Gotta love that for sure. Just because it's OG, and I do have the action figure. Do have the action figure. Oh, that's the wrong one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> move us on, Caleb. Well, Jacob, last, do you have anyone to weigh on? on? You were the one who pulled in all the art. Anything step out to you uh, in a major way? Oh, I, I, I talked about Crate. We're, we're, oh, yeah. I, I you, my, you, oh, yeah, yeah. No, you sniped that one. Yeah, you definitely sniped Crate from him. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I think, let's face it, I think Dursma has probably, do you, let's, let's talk about this point. Do you think, I think she's potentially the most influential artist in the history of Star, like comic artist in the history of Star Wars. Of course, the you know the one who did the the very first um, you know concept art with Lucas back in the seventies. Obviously, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Um, Tom oh Young. Lord. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, oh, Ralph McQuarrie. McQuarrie, yeah, McQuarrie. You know, he's obviously I think the one who's had the most influence, like the single artist who has influenced most. But as far as like comic book artists, I don't think there's anyone else who is even come close to rivaling Dursma in her, their uh, breadth of field and how many, like, different eras and districts and things they have touched. Wow. That's quite the claim. To th- the most influential comics artist in the history of Star Wars. Are we going to give her that title? I feel like we like, get do one of those you, okay, like, evaporator trophies and send it her way. I was about to say, like, do you, when you think that word, like, most influential comic artist, is there anyone else who jumps to your mind? No. <laughs> See, my my problem is like my like you know my viewpoint is so like heavily in canon. 
Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, I don't know if you know. Ask me again in like five years when when some of like the big hitters that are like really doing well right now, like Phil Noto. More time. Yeah. Uh, well, Phil, the thing with Phil Noto's never like. I mean, he did like most, well, like half of the Poe Dameron series, but he hasn't been doing interior art that much. Is mm-hmm. the thing. Um, of course, well, he has a great impact on the fact that he did a lot of concept art for the higher public and he's been doing still doing a lot of cover art but his interior art has not been like super he's not as prolific obviously as like a dursima uh but this does give me an, an, another idea for a show so um you know stay tuned in like two months when i run out of ideas so uh <laughs> but yeah um no i think she i mean she's definitely like i would say inarguably top five um probably top three I, I just don't know if anyone i can't think of anyone off the top of my head that would be up there with her right Who's now the main artist on the original marvel series is it al williamson i think they changed it a few times no they changed the writers a few times in the early one but i think that sounds right yeah um, yeah i mean I, that's iconic in its own way i've got a puzzle of all that comics art over there mm-hmm. hanging on my and, wall so i don't have any dirt some puzzles though exactly. i would like one I said, I feel like that was iconic, but I also feel like that was in a period where, like, comics were treated as their own thing. So I don't feel like Lucas or Lucasfilms or anyone, like, took reference for what was happening in the comics to, uh, like, take into and do, like, influence what they were uh, doing in other projects. So, I mean, like, it was wasn't very good. Boba Fett? Mm, was it? I thought, was, he was, was, I thought he was first from uh, the, uh, the animated series, though. I, I, yeah, Maybe. Maybe. Uh, yeah um we're showing our so, ignorance here on our own podcast oh no what, but yeah, Boba no. Fett was first in the holiday special yeah i thought the uh because i know it was like issue 37 or whatever is like like very similar time period but uh, yeah i know. think i think we did actually talk about but that anyways I, that. I did look it up the the artist for the very first star wars uh comic book is uh howard chaken yeah so what i say Williamson? there you go yeah um <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> and if you click on the main article on Wikipedia, it's just for pencilers, it just says various. So I'm sure there were many over the course. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's 107 issues. Like, what do you expect? I guess yeah, Dursima was in there on herself that. for just one issue. So they probably had yeah. other like guest artists essentially come but on. Yeah, no. Off. Anyways, back to back to the main point. Definitely, I would say top three to top five area for her um, as far as Star Wars artists go. Um, I, I think modern like in terms of modern artists I, like the problem is i think a lot of the best artists that we have in modern comics just aren't doing as much as she did like mm-hmm. you know she right. she had the benefit of working for four like, decades but a you literal know. like a decade and a half yeah yeah but like, no all all, Cassidy, all the all the, the art go ahead Cass yeah john cassidy was like the one for the like at least the jason aaron part of the star wars run yeah. in 2015 so like the first 30 40 issues um i think up there right now uh, in terms of like influential you got like will sliney ario mm-hmm. anandito uh phil yeah again phil noto all these great artists but they're just not doing as much work which they're is not fair. I mean, they're not eating leaving living and breathing star wars you yeah know? they're not they're not just like pumping out 40 issues like it's nothing tell you who else so. i'd like to give some honorable mentions to from the legends universe uh, oh, Dave please Dorman. do Dave Dorman does a lot of really good um, iconic Legends covers. I'm, I'm not so sure about the interiors. I would need to Google if uh, you know he's done many of the interiors. I would say the the Legends like comics issue like episodes we've done of Legends Look Back. Dave Dorman comes up a lot. We reviewed a couple of books, these oh. art books. These would be good episodes of Legends Look Back to look into if you liked this particular episode of the Cosmic oh. Force. We I'm going to steal your thunder. Cam Kennedy. There you I was, go. About, I was sitting there. on that. There's my other while. one. There's my <laughs> other honorable mention, Cam Kennedy, who draws. I was, I was sitting on that one. Like, he's like definitely, like, probably one of the most famous comics. I w- don't know if we could say influential, because he did that. He did a Boba Fett series, but he didn't. It's just, like, it's he, iconic, though. It is super iconic, but, again, I don't feel like, you know, many people go back to those you know, like the images in there and like recreate them. Like I think World Devastators did show up in a couple of like video games for a while, but like people aren't scrambling to get naked palps. Why not? That's That's my question. And that is sad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we covered uh, an episode of fairly recently, maybe six months ago. Who knows? Um, Episode of Legends Look Back, uh, these art of books. We talked about like these books that showcase Star Wars comics art. They're called Star Wars Panel to Panel. And there's another one just called Star Wars 
Comics, very original name. Um, mm. Panel to panel, there's expanding the universe. And from the pages of Dark Horse to a galaxy far, far away. I picked these both up aftermarket. They're hard to find. Um, got Ayla Secura on the cover of this one. Each page is just featuring legendary Star Wars comics art on the wow. interior. It's got some Knights of the Old Republic here. So great way to get your hands on like oversized, blown up uh, covers of you know some classic Dark Horse Legends comics. We got some Ayla Secura and Quinlan Voss on this one. So uh, these would be fun to check out if you have liked this. But yeah, you got to get a couple of Legends honorable mentions. There we go. Anything else we want to talk about with 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 uh. Our, our uh, I guess our, our, oh boy, words have escaped me. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna leave it there. The lady <laughs> of the hour. I think, yeah. I said, I think I am excited that we're starting to see her come back, and we're starting to get some references to her in like doing variant covers. I think she's, uh, she has definitely paid her time, and I think, like as far as I'm concerned, I think that title belongs to her. I think she's probably the most influential comic book artist of Star Wars, like at the moment. Things will change in, you know, 10, 20 years, and that's fine. But as it stands, I think she has touched so much uh, mediums and art forms and things like that. I think she's, uh, I think, she, I think it's very important to, uh, that we remember her name, as it were. Like, she will go down for a long, long time. Definitely deserves a whole highlight episode of our flagship Star Wars comics show, which is one of my very sure. favorite podcasts of anything that's out right now. Love the Cosmic Force, big fan. Uh, glad to be here. And so uh, very grateful you guys have given the Legends spotlight here to a Legends grade. I'd like to see her do more in current canon comics. The fact that there has been an increase in um, her getting some jobs here with these variant covers of some some High Republic and on this Life Day thing too, <laughs> the milk mustache notwithstanding. Uh, very excited to see, is this an open door? Is more happening here? Uh, interested to get some more flowy Jedi robes. Absolutely. Well, one thing we do need to touch on, which is amazing, uh, you know, there are... The, Speaking of how influential she is, um, there are several like high up Star Wars like influencers, creators that have made appearances uh, in canon, and she, of course, is one of them. Uh, she was brought into the world of Star Wars in uh, the story of General Grievous uh, by artist Joe uh, Coroni uh, with uh, her own Star Wars Jedi version, uh, Jedi Ur Samadu. <laughs> a very a very star wars name if i've ever heard one uh but yeah so we got you know she's got her own character george has like two or three characters pablo hidalgo has a character and now of course jan Dursma also has a jedi uh so there we go i mean if you if, i feel like that's the mark of having made it in star wars is having your own fake character named after you yeah john or, jackson miller is is pictured as uh, a republic pilot in the knights of the Old republic series so there's that um, I'm trying to think of some others. I know that uh, Andy Gutierrez has a character named after her, you know, from the Star Wars show. She's in, uh, what is that, Rebels? Yeah. Gutierrez. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, uh, Alex Damon. I think, doesn't he have, like, a Stormtrooper in, like, one of the recent, like, books? I think it was, like, in uh, from a certain point of view. There's a Stormtrooper with his birthday or something like that for its TK number. Oh, I didn't know that. I bet you there's a um, whole episode of Star Wars Explained all about oh, the history absolutely. of yeah. <laughs> TK, whatever. Um, I'm trying. Oh, oh, God. Oh, it's not, like, a, a super, like, cameo, but, like, one of the heads of ILM his face was used to do all the CG X-Wings in the 90. He's the cockpit, like, cockpit, like, pilot model reference for mm. every single, like, X-Wing pilot in the Battle of Yavin. Oh, wow. So he was... died, like, 20, 30 times in that. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, his, his, his kill-to-death ratio was pretty pretty uh, horrific in, in the Battle of Yavin. <laughs> oh, I love it. If you take a team, it's not much better. But, um, yeah, so I think it was just fun now that we have, I put that, Bit in there because now we have a uh, an idea like it's uh, we know we now know what your Jedi name will be which is where you just take the uh, first initial of your art syllable of your last name and put it to the end there so all of you uh, want to be Jedi's out there you can play it around for instance my Jedi name apparently would be Inak Lam which sounds pretty Star Wars to me 
Does um, it have apostrophes? That's the real uh, question. I guess I could put it in there. I have it here. That, 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 that's a chiss name. We're, we're talking Jedi, though. We got like a hyphen. Uh, unfortunately, Jared and I both have single syllable last names, so <laughs> there's not a whole lot we can do with that. I, uh, I did notice that. Like, you know, I, I made some notes that if Tyler was here, he his he would be a high anti rags, which that, that's that sounds really almost good. Like, yeah, I was about to say it sounds almost like a pod racer at that point. Yeah, could All probably right. do better than Min Quadraneros, I'm guessing. I thought Never. he was the fastest one, though. He also, I think he's the one that died on the starting line. <laughs> I said yeah. he's the fastest. He got out of, he, he he got out of that race, first one out. There's that. Yeah. We do have, like, positivity here at Utini. Oh, my goodness. Well, guys, thanks for having me on the show. I really enjoyed being here. I, I'm thrilled to get to talk about Dursmo, a character we've never really got the spotlight on Legends Look Back. Um, you know, somebody who's done over 50 covers, has, has done art on over 100 Star Wars Legends issues. We've ne- never really got to spotlight. One of these days, we'll have to have one of you guys over on uh, our show to talk about that old school um, Dark Horse, just, you know, Republic run. We just had to snipe this uh, this show topic from you before you got to it, so that, that's really why you're here. Absolutely. Thrilled well, to get maybe, to so. maybe in a couple of years you can do it again and just, you know, use the exact same show notes. Yeah, I do that with sermons from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. All right. All right. So, with that I think we might be one of the shorter episodes here, but, you know, we gotta keep things moving. So, with that, this week's episode of The Cosmic Force is done. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube, but if not, do still subscribe and like on your podcast app. We are live usually every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern uh, on YouTube, so come in and tune in to see us live. Also, be sure to visit utini.com for news, articles, and reviews for the entire expanded universe. We encourage you to join our Utini Discord community by going to utini.com slash discord. And if you want to help support the show, head over to patreon.com slash utini and start receiving exclusive perks starting at just $5 a month. We want to take a special thank you for... Uh, O.K. Indar, Cheryl Bell, Patrick Ortiz, Carl Sander, and Earl Q. on our Jedi High Council. Also, Kyle Hickman, Elizabeth Biff Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerstein on our Alliance High Command for their amazing and continued support. You can tweet at the show, at Cosmic Force Show, or at the hosts individually. I am at Caleb Lamanac, Jacob is at Jacob Bosch, and Jared is at Jared Q. Mays. Thanks again to Jacob and Jared for hosting with me. As a special thank you to our listeners joining us, we really appreciate you tuning in and commenting all the time. See you next week, and may the Force be with you. 